It's time for Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic Associates on 95.3 KGY. A weekly look at high school basketball in the area with your hosts, Noel Wall and Olympian prep contributor, Dave Weber. And good morning from uh, uh, surroundings that is getting less and less white, I think, as the days go on. But, oh, my goodness, what a weekend we've had. It's Hoop Talk on KGY, the basketball roundup show, and uh, today is going to be an interesting one. The show will be available for podcast on the KGY website. Look for Hoop Talk under the on-air drop-down. You can also enter to win free driver's ed from 911 Driving School. Later on, we're going to switch gears and hear from wrestlers Erica Grant and uh, Carly Moser, uh, also uh, Coach Ryan Pittman. They are Olympia wrestlers. Uh, the district wrestling meets were most, if not all, canceled. All, all over the state, they were all canceled. And uh, the state matches are set to start tomorrow. We're going to talk about that plan. That'll be coming up. I got my interview with Rebecca McLennan of Olympia Orthopedics. We'll talk about the impact and uh, how that impacts your student-athlete. And in Where Are They Now? T.J. Mickelson. Did I say that right? You said it right. Played, then signed and redshirted at Wazoo. Where is he now? And, and I'm sorry, where did he play? Capital. 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 All right. I just didn't get put that down. Well, actually, that's he's capital, and he's the all-time leading scorer at Black Hills because he at one point transferred to Black Hills and played most of his career there. All right. And then went back his senior year at Capital. Okay. And last week, I tried to give cheer results off the top of my head. That did not work out very well. I did look them up. River Ridge finished second in the 2A-3A Game Day Super Large. I don't know much about the categories. And uh, Yelm finished fourth in 2A-3A-4A Non-Tumbling, where area teams Curtis and WF West also placed. Yeah, it's interesting. I was talking to one of the uh, local broadcasting guys that does the internet streams and so forth, and he said that uh, he was set to be a cheer the next day. And I said, how do you do that? And he says, Announce what team's on the mat and get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's interesting. Uh, man, it's been an interesting uh, few days here. Uh, not a lot of games have been played, uh, although more than kind of what I expected. And I think you kind of said that yeah, too a little bit time. earlier. So uh, let's go ahead and we'll start off. We'll start right at the beginning. Pope John Paul II. Yeah, they didn't make it into districts, but they did play a couple of games in their uh, SeaTac League tournament last week. They beat Puget Sound at Venice in their first game and then uh, lost to Rainier Christian to wrap up their season at 6-16. Six and 16. All righty. And uh, that's boys and girls both. Girls were done already. They, didn't, they did not make it into the league tournament. Okay. The boys did. And so everything I have is just teams in district play now. So we'll Correct. move on to Central League. Uh, they're going to go to Spokane Arena if they get that far. The Rainier girls right now at 9-1 and 19-1. and, one and one. Um, they will have played Willapa Valley Vikings yesterday at WF West. Yeah, probably a pretty good game. Willapa's been doing well in their league. Rainier came in second in theirs. So uh, going to be a good one. Rainier with the uh, freshmen, of course, um, and Kaylee Schultz and Faith Besh. So we'll uh, see how they do against Willapa. Okay. And uh, moving up to uh, Pacific Mountain League, uh, also going to the Spokane Arena if they get that far. Northwest Christians Navigators. The boys are 13 and 5, 15 and 6. They got beat by Napa Vine Tuesday, uh, but they will have a game on Friday. Yeah, and they finished that game strong. Uh, Napa Vine had a 16 point lead, and you, as you can tell, they only won by three. Jude Phillips had 15 in that game for the Navigators. Nick Tarabocha and Landon Kukal each had 12. So, um, yeah, they're playing a loser out game on Friday against either Willapa Valley or Tuta Lake. 
Okay, the Fighting Ducks of Tudor Lake. Uh, 1A, regionals and uh, state will be at the Sun Dome in Yakima. Uh, the Tonino Beavers have uh, both boys and girls alive. Uh, boys finished 2-6 and six in League 12-9. and nine. They got blown out by La Center and uh, may not be alive at this point. They fa- were scheduled to face Seton Catholic yesterday. Right, and the girls opened up uh, last night at Stevenson, so we'll see how that went for the uh, Beavers. They got a pretty good squad, though, so uh, keep our fingers crossed for the people in Tonino. Stevenson was the number two seed in that one, right. and uh, the girls, uh, fourteen and six overall right now. Yep. Well, that's the end of our first uh, segment. When we come back, my impact discussion with Rebecca McLennan of Olympia Orthopedic. Later on, we'll get to two A. Dave's interviews with Olympia wrestlers Erica Grant and uh, Carly Moser, and T.J. Michelson. Where is he now? All that and more. Hoop talk. Uh, 95.3 KGY. And welcome back to Hoop Talk, brought to you by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic right here on Olympia's 95.3 KGY. I'm Noel, and uh, for this segment, that's not Dave over there. This is Rebecca McLennan, and good morning. She's from Olympia Orthopedic. Good morning, Noel. Thanks for having me. And uh, I looked up, your jacket says Sports Medicine Center, and so I threw myself (laughs) off, but but you're really all about sports medicine in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of the patients that we see are active individuals, and getting them back to their life in motion is what we need to do. And that's what we're here to talk about this morning, IMPACT. IMPACT stands for Immediate Post-Concussion Assessment and Cognitive Testing. And we're talking about being able to tell if an uh, athlete has sustained a concussion, right? Correct. Okay, and so tell us about how you go about doing that. Okay, so IMPACT is uh, basically an objective tool that's used to support trained healthcare providers in making decisions about concussions. And so what we recommend is that any individual who's active get a baseline test. All right, so you start with the baseline test. Tell us about doing that. I would come in and do what? So you would come into our clinic and you would get a baseline test on a computer. It takes about 30 minutes. There's now also an option to take a computerized test at your home as long as you have a fully functioning uh, mouse and not a touchpad okay. on your computer. Well, that's interesting. So then the baseline test, how does that come into play later? So the baseline just acts as uh, some normative data. In the event that you sustain a suspected concussion, you take a post-injury test, and then that data is compared to your original test. Okay, so I walked into a stop sign because I was looking down at my phone, and then I'm going to come in and you're going to do what? We're going to offer you the test. You'll sit down at a computer. Uh, It'll be proctored either by a medical assistant or by the the medical provider, and you'll just take that post-injury test. And is it the exact same test I took before? It is the exact same test that you took before. So I could cheat if I memorized You know, you have told me that thousands of high schools, colleges, and universities are doing this, right? Right, that's right. And so what else is important to know about what it is? So it's important to know that it's not a diagnostic test. It's just one tool in overall concussion management. So it won't tell you if you have a concussion or if you don't, but it'll just help the provider taking care of you determine how to get you back to normal as safely and as quickly as possible. Okay, and there are some other things that it most definitely is not also. Right. It's not just a one-step solution to concussions. 
it's certainly not a preventative tool. So just because you have a baseline test doesn't mean that you will never sustain a contraction. Not like getting the, the uh, injection for the flu. Or no, something, right? no, it's not. And um, it's certainly not a replacement for medical care. Some of the medical care that you might use along with this, uh, I see down here, CAT scan or MRI, you would still go and do that. Correct. So you'd still get a complete uh, physical exam and then utilize impact as just piece of the tool um, toolbox. Uh, there's also MRIs available, CAT scans, uh, things like that. And then we also rely heavily on our physical therapists to help manage and treat concussions as well. Okay. And Olympia Orthopedic is a place where I can go and get the pretest done? Correct. Or take my athletic children? Yes. And, and what's the like the youngest age that you begin to give this test to? So there's also uh, impact pediatrics, and that's good for ages 5 to 11. And then the impact test itself is good from ages 12 up through. All right, very good. So how would somebody go about uh, scheduling that kind of idea? So you would reach us at our clinic at 360-709-6230, or you can reach us at oliortho.com. Well, there we have it. Thank you very much for all of that. It's uh, Rebecca McLennan from uh, Olympia Orthopedic and all about the impact. And we are going to uh, take a break right now. We'll be back with more right after this on Olympia's KGY. And we're back with Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. I'm Noel Wall. He's Dave Weber. We're talking hoops, and we're moving to 2A, where the regionals and state tournament will be in the Sun Dome. The Rochester Warriors girls are alive. Uh, they are 4-6, and six, finished 4-6 and six in league. They're 11-10 and 10 right now, lost to number one seed Washougal uh, Tuesday. They'll face Columbia River tonight at Black Hills Goodness at 4 o'clock this afternoon. That's right. Four o'clock game of plenty of ball if you live in the uh, Tumwater area. you got two games at Black Hills today and two at Tumwater over the course of the boys and girls. All right. And uh, let's see. We'll move on to Tumwater. The boys, 6-3 and three in league, 8-13 and 13 now overall. They lost to Mark Morris Tuesday. They'll play Hawkinson tonight at Black Hills. They will. And uh, the Mark Morris game was not terribly close. They fell 68-40. to 40. But uh, they got the closer thing to a home game tonight against Hawkinson just down the road at Black Hills at 7, so we'll see how they do. All right, and the 5.30 game at Black Hills is going to feature the Tumwater girls who finished 9-1 and one in league, 19-2 and two right now. They trounced Columbia River on Tuesday. They'll face Washougal tonight. Yeah, they, uh, they got uh, Columbia River pretty good, 77-32. Um, and Washougal is a greater St. Helens champion, though. And they blew out WF West, which tied Tumwater for the 2A EFCO title in the season opener a long time ago, but kind of shows you the quality Washougal has. And as you mentioned, that game's at 530 at Black Hills. You got a Black Hills doubleheader at Tumwater and a Tumwater doubleheader at Black Hills. So <laughs> yeah. Kind of interesting. Amazing. So we'll move on to Black Hills. Uh, boys 9-1 and one in league. They're 13-8 and eight right now. They beat Hawkinson Tuesday, and they'll face Mark Morris tonight at Tumwater. Yeah, they also finished up their regular season a little bit later than most since our last show. They beat WF West, and then, as you said, beat Hawkinson 80-68. to They had four guys in double figures in that game. Avery Arman had 21, Zach Crumley 17, Jackson Bauer 14, Weston Ainsworth 11 against the Hawkinson Hawks. 
And as you said tonight, they will face traditional power, but this year the runner-up in the GSHL, Mark Morris. The Monarchs. And the girls also doing well, 14-7 and seven right now. They beat Woodland on Tuesday. They have WF West tonight at 5.30 at Tumwater. Very interesting matchup um, because if you look at the Woodland victory, they went to one by 22 points. Um, the two most recent additions to Black Hills led the way. Mia Flores, the transfer from River Ridge, who's only been eligible for about half the year, and Maisie Williams, who just got back from a finger injury. Uh, Mia had 18 points and Maisie 14 against Woodland. So that kind of shows you that the, the thing's coming together a little bit for them with their little slightly different roster than they started the year with. On the other hand, WF West beat them handily both times. So it be interesting to see if uh, WF West carries through what it's had since uh, the start or if Black Hills uh, Revival takes the day. Yeah, it will be very interesting. So there's uh, coverage of 2A. Let's move on, and we'll get going in some of the 3A uh, as we move forward. And 3A and 4A, they're all going to play regional and state tournament games at the Tacoma Dome. So that'll be fun. In Yelm, the girls, uh, eight and or 12 and 8, they finished tied for third. They played Bethel last night at Graham Kapowson, a neutral site. Yeah, and they got there by beating Kelso last week before the snowstorm hit. Um, Maddie Poviak had 14 points against Kelso, and Bailey Hunter, 11. And Kelso's been a pretty good girls program, so that was a nice win. We'll see how they did against Bethel. All right, North Thurston Rams, the girls also alive there, 8-11 and 11 right now. They lost to Wilson on the 7th, and they have a game tonight, although I'm not sure. It's at Rogers. You probably know who it is. Well, it's going to be one of two teams, but uh, before we get that far, that, that loss was heartbreaking to Wilson. It was 59-57, and Wilson, I mean, North Thurston led by four at the end of three quarters, so a tough loss there. Um, they will play either Yelm or Bethel in that game tonight at Rogers. Okay. And the Shelton High Climbers, the boys, 12-8. and eight. They've lost to Spanaway Lake, but they will also have a game tonight. Yeah, and they will play a uh, we-don't-know-yet opponent. And the reason we don't know, people, uh, we've alluded to the snow, changing things around a little bit. The 3A by-district tournament has gone four straight, game, four straight days. They're going to play Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. So Shelton uh, got their opener in. They don't have to play. They didn't play last night, but they will have to play either Mountain View or Lincoln tonight at 745 at Auburn Mountain View. And then if they win, they'll have to play again the next day. Holy cow. Yep. That's what happens. Hits you just know. keep on coming. We get a little snow, and, man, everything is all tangled up. Time for another timeout. When we come back, we've got the rest of the 3A. We've got 4A. We're going to hear from uh, the Olympia lady wrestlers, Erica Grant and Carly Mosser, as well as Coach uh, Ryan Pittman. And uh, things changed since you talked to them, uh, and we edited some of that out about talking about what was going to happen with district tournaments. Uh, But we're going to hear all of that. We'll find out everything, and where is he now? We'll get there, too. This is Hoop Talk on Olympia's 95.3 KGY. And welcome. We are back with Hoop Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic and Rapid Orthopedic. Noel here, Dave there. And we're in the middle of uh, 3A. All these teams are going to, uh, they're in district player now. We don't know that they're going to state, but we're hoping a lot of them will. Start with Capital Cougars, 18-2. and two. They had Spanaway Lake yesterday, the boys. Yeah, and they haven't played uh, since their regular season ended, so hopefully they were able to uh, pick up where they left off and uh, 
do well against Spanaway Lake because that's a long gap of not playing a game. It sure is. It sure is. Uh, the girls, 12 and 9, uh, they're going to play someone tonight. Do you know who that's going to be? Um, it will be an or. It'll be this or that. They uh, lost their second-round playoff game, 58-44 to Hudson's Bay. Reagan Henry had 14 for the Cougars. Amelia Grimstead, 9. Nicole Lindblom, 8. And they are scheduled to play at Rogers tonight at 745 against the loser of a game between Lincoln and Prairie that took place last night. Okay. And uh, moving on to Timberline, where the boys are 15-5. and five. They played Prairie on Wednesday. Yeah, and they had a long eight-day gap as well. They had a uh, kind of an oddity. They had a, a play-in game against another top team to see who got to vault all the way to the quarterfinals. And... They won that over Wilson on three free throws at the end by Hunter Campo. But then because of the snow, the next game got delayed eight more days. So we'll see how they do against or did against Prairie last night. And that brings us to 4A and the uh, Olympia Bears, both the boys and the girls, doing all right here. So the boys at 15-7, and seven, they beat Kentwood. Uh, I think that was last week. They have Union at Stadium High School in Tacoma. Uh, where the basketball court is directly under the entrance court. Yeah, and the uh, I think you went to Stadium, didn't you? I did. And that doesn't sound like a very fun place to go when there's been a lot of snow. <laughs> You're kind of on that hillside there. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, Ole boys don't know too much about their Kentwood game. I was out at Yelm that night for the Kelso girls game and didn't see any uh, stats on that online. But uh, a nice handy win for them over the Conquerors, 59-36. to So, um Hopefully that's going to provide some momentum to the Bears going into the game with the Union. All right, that's a big, big one, and the time is now, man. Uh, the girls, eleven and eleven, they beat Auburn Riverside and then lost to Todd Beamer. Uh, they then played Kennedy Catholic last night at Auburn. Yeah, and that was interesting. I think I mentioned last week I was talking to Jackie Robinson, and his goal going into the seating was to not have to play any of the uh, Vancouver area teams because they're so difficult. And he got his wish, and he got a win over Auburn Riverside, but then. North Puget Sound League champion Todd Beamer, which has always been one of the top girls teams in the state, well, at least right. the last few years, um, they got the best of the Bears. So we will see how they do against Kennedy Catholic. Um, actually, kind of surprising to me, Kennedy Catholic for years was in 3A, but I guess they decided to opt up this year to 4A, and that will be uh, an outcome we'll be looking for in this morning's paper to see how they did last night against Kennedy Catholic. All right. Well, there we have it. All the way through all the high school basketball that we've got around and one of the things we talked about at the very beginning of the show was wrestling and how uh maybe you can just give us a the quick overview of what didn't happen last weekend well it's very interesting i mean i did the did the interviews that we're going to hear um and it was basically based on the fact that olympia was about to host the regional meet the next day yes and how these girls were hoping against hope and working against all odds to uh ensure that they made it to the Tacoma Dome for the uh, state. And then the WIA looked at all the mess all over the entire state and how things weren't going to be even if they did something one way in one region and not in another. And they just canceled a whole pile of regional tournaments and said everyone that was scheduled to go to regionals now gets to go to the Dome. So 32-team brackets starting tomorrow morning Yowza. at the Tacoma Dome. And as we were talking before we went on the air, that may be a parking nightmare. So if you're planning to go watch the uh, Matt Classic, as it's known, I would try to get there a little bit early and grab a parking space before 
everything fills up there at the auto museum and yes oh all, absolutely all, everything breaks loose but anyway so these girls that we're lit, we're going to hear from they are in the state tournament they deserve to be there they were both ranked in the top 8 statewide so they didn't sneak in or by any means they probably would have gotten through their regional meet and gotten there but right. nonetheless a little bit different between you know sweating it out on a Thursday afternoon wondering what's going to happen Saturday and all of a sudden oh yeah you're in so yeah <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, go ahead and start. We'll listen. Uh, clearly, you talked to Coach Ryan first, but mm-hmm. uh, let's talk to him last. Let's uh, start with the girls. So here's the interview with uh, Erica Grant. When did you first take up wrestling? Um, I used to live in Germany, so I started on our military base in third grade and fourth grade. And what, what base was that? Uh, Patrick Henry Village. Where, what what city is in there? Heidelberg. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. My, my daughter played... Uh, Pro basketball for a minute over there in Freiburg. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, okay. I know yeah. what that is. <laughs> so you start third or fourth grade. What did you like about it? I don't know. I just kind of like beating up on people. I, yeah. I was really young, <laughs> so I, I didn't know what I was doing. I kind of just went out there. and I was just wrestling boys, so I kind of just... Like beating up boys, huh? Yeah, and everyone in my family did it. Oh, I have four oh, really? brothers. They all did all it? All of them did it. In, Here? In Germany at in Germany. the time. So you also played football. What, what brought you to do that? Also, my brothers. Yeah. I having four brothers. They just did all all the sports. All of them played football too, and I just I think I kind of just wanted to join them. Now, did you play football on Olympia's? Yeah, Olympia's I played program? last year on varsity JV. Or JV, JV, and then I did play a couple varsity plays. Plays, like okay. or a couple games. I played like. Four or five plays, I think. Okay, that's cool. I, didn't, I wasn't aware of that. That probably would have been a story right there. But okay, so back to wrestling. Last year, you finished at what point? Where, where did, what was the farthest you got last year? Regionals, I was two points away from going to state. And how did that inspire you to do more this year? What did you um, do? What did you learn from that? And you said, okay, now I got to do this to go farther. After that loss, I ended up going to state with my friend who did make it, and just like seeing state and like the whole environment, it just like it really like inspired me to like work my butt off. Just like I knew I wanted to be there. Like, it's a whole different world, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. And, like was... I just like I know I wanted to go wrestle down there. I wanted to be on the floor, like, and that I think that really like I told Pitt that I remember it too exactly like a year ago, like. I'm going to be here next year. And she is going to be there next year. I always, I like, I always like the quotes about uh, wrestlers will tell you they, they love beating people up. And yes. Like one of those things. I know. It's like the. I, you the, picked the, it out right away. Beating yeah, up boys. Beating up boys. Yeah. Well, you know, I had an interesting conversation a few years ago with, uh, I'll just say, one of the local principals. And he was saying how people think they have football at high school so that a huge crowd can gather and school spirit right. and bonding. And he said, no, it's so that the mean boys can whoop up on other mean boys. We don't, we don't have so many fights at school. So That's funny. Wrestling probably fills a similar role, I guess. Well, her comment about going and watching state tournament and being part of it anyway, and Coach Ryan Pittman talks about that later, so we'll hear more about that. Uh, I thought that was really interesting uh, and an interesting way to motivate her maybe. Uh, first, let's hear Carly Moser right here. How long have you been wrestling? I started in eighth grade, and five brought, years ago. What brought you to it? My dad used to wrestle. That made it seem interesting. When did he, he wrestle in high school? And middle school. And middle school. And where was, where? what high school did he wrestle for? Here. Oh, at Ole. What's his Here. first name? Levi Mosser. Levi Mosser. Okay. So, and that was how many years ago? 20 years ago. 20 years ago? No, he's not that old then. Okay. And what made you stick with it? What made you really want to do it? Um, It's a good anger release. 
Okay. And it gets you in really good shape. This year you have, it's the first time you've been ranked and made it to this. No, I was ranked last year. You ranked year. last year? What were you ranked last year? I was ranked fifth in state last fifth year. Fifth in the state? Did but you, I did not compete in state. You didn't compete in state. What happened there? You got beat earlier? Or? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Do you remember that match? Yeah. I bet you would. <laughs> what, yeah. what happened in that one? What, what, it's um, got to be pretty disappointing. What was it? Yeah, I, I let my mental attitude defeat me. So, obvious question. Did that then spur you to do better this year? Yes, definitely. And what steps did you take? Coach said you were wrestling during the off-season. Yeah, I wrestled during the off-season. I kept up my conditioning. Um, I maintained my weight. I had a more positive outlook on things. And did you ever play any other sports? I played soccer a little bit. How different is it when you know it's all on you? You can't pass the ball. You, you got to get it done yourself. Is that something that attracts you to wrestling? Or? Yeah. I like a more individual approach, but still having a team to fall back on. What are you planning to do next year? Do you want to? I want to be an electrician. Like just right out of high school? Yeah. Until like, does your dad do that? My dad's a union iron worker. Union iron worker? So do you know any electricians? Um, not really. So you just, you just, that's just what you want to do, huh? All right. There are a lot worse things to be than an electrician. No, not, tell a, you. not at all. I'm just usually surprised because they're usually talking about, you know, wrestling is a little different, especially girls. There's not as many college programs, but yep. almost every high school kid you talk to about sports, they're, oh, I might get an offer from the, you know, and she's just, nope, I'm going to be an electrician, be an electrician right electrician. now. I know yeah. what I'm doing. So, yeah, Carly's a very, she seems like a very decisive uh, young lady. The, you notice her answers came really quickly and really to the point. So. Yes. Yep. She did. And, uh, yeah, she's, She's all about it. You can tell right there. Well, let's hear from Coach Ryan Pittman. Uh, you did talk to him first, so we'll hear a little bit about kind of what we already heard. But it, it's interesting to hear him because these are two of six girls they've got that are six girls that are gone. The others were not uh, ranked and were in that category that really were going to be fighting for their lives in regionals. But uh, they all get to go now. All right, here it is. In addition to Eric and Carly, there's three other girls. I think you said that. Yeah, are we going. have six total girls. That are, so uh, who are the other ones? Uh, Kylie Heaston. Peyton Irish, Carissa Watson, and Olivia Toussaint. And Olivia okay. is our girl from Black Hills. But she goes to school at Black Hills. Yeah, we're a co-op team. Right, Black right, Hills. right. Okay. Yep. So the two that are that are that are ranked. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about Erica first, since mm-hmm. she moved up in the standings. What has she been doing well at the end of the year to move up like that? The biggest thing for her is that her mindset's been so focused on making the dome that you know, everybody that she wrestles, she knows that it's just all practice to get better for her, uh, to get to the dome. So she just really shored up her technique a little bit and had that little extra edge of you know it's, it's time for postseason. We got to get these wins to make it there. Okay. So. And has she been to state before or not? She is not. Last year she was one match away. Here, so she came okay. up as our manager so she could be there and sit and watch, have some conversations about this is where you'll be next year. That's quite a scene. Yeah, it is. Uh, and as far as Carly, what what's been her season like? How is she? The biggest thing for Carly has been trying to work new moves. Last year, you know, she was very one dimensional. Last year, and so this year there were some times we just said, you know, we have to try new things in this tournament, whether it works or not. We'll have a little confidence in those things. So her toolbox is has um, has really broadened this year to get some more things in there so for her one move's not working she's got other things that she can move right. to and has to has a conference in it what chance do they have at state do they either of them have a chance i know they're ranked like kind of lower in the top 10 but i mean do they have a shot absolutely the the the, the model for both of them has been with their place in this year so our mindset all year has been that they're going to go to the dome and they're going to place and so everything we've done from they're both in my weights class too so, okay so the whole time from september all the way through has been you know everything we're doing is to go to the dome and, and get ourselves a medal sounds like it's been a very dedicated time and a very focused 
amount of time for both these girls. Yeah, I mean, if you don't do that, you're not going to succeed in wrestling. Wrestling is one of the most uh, driven groups of people that you'll ever meet. Um, you know, I remember when I was, you probably remember, you remember Dan Gable that was one of the oh, yeah. USA Olympians yep. way back when? He used to have a thing where if he woke up in the middle of the night for no apparent reason, he would cut a deck of cards sitting by his bed, and he had to get up and do that many push-ups before he could go back to sleep. <laughs> so, I mean, there's, you know, and I did, I think I was mentioning to you off the air, I talked to some guys from Bonnie Lake for another story I'm writing, and these guys, they, they talk about how many times they practice a day yes. because they belong to a club team, and they'll just run down there on their free period from school and get in a few takedown practices, you know, whatever. Yeah, so, yep. you know, if you're a wrestler, uh, that old cliche about when you're not practicing, the other guy is, that's really true in wrestling. Probably more, I think, than any other sport. And those kids, those kids are doing something all the time. You know, oh, you don't have oh, to yeah. be on a mat to be working out for wrestling. Oh, yeah. And they, they do it year round. And it's, it's just astonishing now how much all the sports really, but wrestling, I would think, if I had to guess, I'd put them a little bit even more above basketball players shooting hoops or, you know, whatever. But everybody now, um, I always tell people that, you know, people want to talk about the good old days. You and I are relatively older. Um, I think our teams would have get slaughtered by an average team today simply because so much more goes into it even at the high school level. And you can't imagine how much energy you put into those three minutes. Oh, no. You know, that I learned that in a PE class in the eighth grade. Um I was big and I was new to the school and nobody wanted to wrestle me. And this one kid who I hadn't had no idea who he was, but he ended up winning state for his high school later on. So he on. would take you on. He took me on and man, it was three minutes of the, the room spinning. I don't think he managed to pin me, but it was it was a nightmare and it was very, very exhausting. What a deal. Well, yeah. again, wrestling, the tournament begins tomorrow morning. Pretty much yeah. first thing. Eight thirty, I I'm told. So yeah, and if you win then you're gonna go again. Well, even if you lose that's a double elimination event. So um, those who have never been there, even if you're only a slight fan of wrestling, I would stop by once in your, you know, that's a bucket. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a bucket list thing for a sports fan to go to the dome and just see that thing. I mean, I think there might be 16 mats. I'm trying to envision in my mind, maybe even more than that, all over the floor of the dome where you would see football or basketball just covered by mats. Yeah. Matches going one right after another. Um, they don't slow down because if there's a pin, they get the next one going as quickly as possible because they don't want to get behind. Yeah, and right. you got wrestlers ready to compete, fans, cheerleaders. The place is just it's you know twenty thousand people probably in there at a time, and it's it's like like Erica Grant was saying, there's nothing like it if you're a high school wrestler. You, you go, go from wrestling in front of a couple hundred people maybe to basically being on the Seahawks. You know, is, yeah, is what it's kind of a like. bunch so, of people. Yeah. It's quite a phenomenon. So uh, that's this weekend. Head to the Tacoma Dome, uh, take a few bucks, buy a ticket, and uh, smell the sweat. <laughs> and where are they now? T.J. Michelson. Yeah, T.J. Uh, was really one of the the best athletes around here when he was going. He had uh, started his career at Capitol and decided to go over to Black Hills, where he became their all-time leading scorer Amazing. without even spending his whole career there. And then he went back his senior year to uh, Capitol uh, and became one of the stars of the team that went to state that year, which would have been the 2016-17 season. Um, Chris Penner is still on the team. Grant Erickson still on the team. were a couple of the stars, too. But TJ was that cut above, kind of really quick, uh, athletic kid. 
He did sign with Washington State, but they redshirted him last season, and clearly they were not in each other's plans for the future. So he has since transferred to a junior college out in North Dakota called Lake Region State College. He's uh, played in 24 of the 27 games and started all of those, so I'm assuming he may have had a minor injury somewhere along the way. Um, they're 18-9. and nine. They're doing fairly well. TJ's averaging 9.4 points per game. He's getting about four rebounds and five assists. So um, he's doing really well. And, you know, speaking of one, if you want to watch these things, I noticed on their uh, website, Lake Region has some of their games on WebStream, and they play tonight at 6.30 Pacific, and it's Sunday at 1 Pacific. If anybody really wants to see where TJ is now, they can, uh, they can watch him it. on virtually, watch him on television. All right. All right. And uh, that brings us to the local college teams. Local college teams, and we have, if you're not wrapped up in one of the high schools, if you're not a big fan of one of them and you need to go see them, uh, you might want to go out to St. Martin's this weekend. Saints are number 14 in the nation in Division II. Which That's basi- up there. Yeah, I mean, it basically translates out to a uh, a low major Division I quality of play. I mean, they're not – that's no joke to be number 14 in Division II nationwide. They're 19-3. and three. They're at home tonight at 7 p.m. against Concordia. And then again on Saturday at 2 p.m. against Western Oregon. And if you remember, we did one of our Where Are They Nows on uh, former Timberline star Brandell Evans. He plays for Western Oregon. So you ran out there on Saturday at 2. You can see uh, former local uh, standout, see the 19-3 and Saints. And since the game's at 2 o'clock, you might still be able to run out and see a high school game later there on you if go. you wanted to if you're a big basketball fan. The uh, Saints women are on the road. Evergreen State men are on the road at the Portland schools this weekend, finishing up their ninth straight season without a league playoff berth. So hopefully a resurgence is coming soon there. And the women are winless, and they play the same Portland schools to end the season. Uh, South Puget Sound men are 18-4, and and they are at Pierce College up in Lakewood Saturday at 7, preceded by a women's game at 5. All righty. Well, the snow is uh, going away rapidly. It'll all be gone over the weekend. Great time to get out and see uh, basketball or, again, wrestling this weekend at the Tacoma Dome. Uh, What a lot of stuff there is going on. Hey, we want to thank our sponsors, Olympia and Rapid Orthopedic, L&E Bottling, Spin Tees, Prince, J&I Power, Woodshed Furniture, and 911 Driving School. We uh, love the fact that you might support them as well. Thank you for joining us this morning. You will find the podcast at kgyfm.com. You can email us, rzt at kgyfm.com, and then be sure and join us. We've got a few Thursdays still left here. Thursday morning, 8.30 for Hoop Talk as the high school basketball uh, state and regional tournaments get underway here. Now time for the workday weekday kickoff, the greatest hits, back-to-back, right here in Olympia's very own 95.3 KGY.